0: This hour, in fact, every minute of both hours of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware
1: Dealers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Hi, everybody, and welcome this afternoon. Warm afternoon, really warm and sticky, and a good time to talk gardening over the phone in the comfort of your air conditioning. I'm happy to have you tuned in this afternoon. I hope you will give us a call. Mike Bass is running the board, so I'm in good hands. Life is wonderful. That's what you want is a, a really good producer of your program and a good friend as well, and, and I have both with Mike. 888-787-KLIF. That's 888 888- 787-5543. Call right now, please. We're live and we're available to you. We have three lines available for calls. Uh, we have five, but that's too long a wait. I don't want to do that to you. And I'll try to move fairly quickly. If uh, you have a plant question, call right now. A couple of things that we can knock out of the way in a hurry. One is if you have St. Augustine that's yellowed, that's probably gray leaf spot. Don't fertilize it. Wait another month to fertilize it. Uh, The uh, nitrogen in your fertilizer will make that problem worse. That uh, stimulates the disease that is causing gray leaf spot. You need to use either azoxystrobin, which is sold as Scott's Disease X. I'm not doing ads for that product, so don't think that I'm trying to I'm not on the take. I don't get any money for that. Uh, they're the only company that has that active ingredient in their in their uh, product line at consumer level. Azoxystrobin. The other product you can use is daconil, and there are several companies that have daconil as a leaf spot for turf grass. Uh, but don't fertilize until 1st of September. Um, and you may say see a great leaf spot in zoysia grass also. Then the other thing I need to tell you is that uh, we put I put a post up on my Facebook page. My Facebook page has been kind of ailing lately since Facebook made a major renovation of their whole scheme and it knocked off the chance for people to post questions. Now, you can still post questions, but the problem is they go into one common thread and there is no way that I can answer questions that way because it it, well, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I don't know what they were doing or why they did it, but uh, anybody who had a page like mine was just suddenly put out of out of that business. I didn't make any money on it. I did it as a public service, but uh, suddenly now it's just all jumbled. But I did use it to, to share a uh, – and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out a way to, to work around it. I did um, uh, share a, a post from the Texas Forest Service of Texas A&M on oak trees and where they are and uh, so you'll have that information uh, and it it does say that probably five or ten percent of our live oaks are going to be lost. Uh, You can tell if they have less than 50 percent of their leaf canopy uh, if they're that thin and sparse and especially if they're really sparse in areas uh, you're going to have significant dieback. and I'm just going to let you read that if you wish on my Facebook page. I had a similar story from Steve uh, 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 with the Arborological Services, uh, Steve Hauser, my very good friend, in last week's eGardens a week ago, and we'll be talking about that as well. So, uh, anyway... Uh, we'll uh, talk about anything you'd like, but I just thought I'd get those two out of the way because they have come up repetitively so many times. Again, we have two lines occupied right now, but we'll uh, try to make room for you. If you hear a call finishing, that's your chance to grab that line. It's eight 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 seven eight seven klif 888 5543 And uh, let me do my... SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week first and then we'll go directly to your calls. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is cooper cooper is an eight and a half year old rottweiler mix he's a dapper gentleman who can rock a sweet bow tie always seems to have a big smile on his face when cooper sees his human friends walking his way he starts doing a little dance a happy dance his paws tippy tapping in excitement cooper is currently looking for a foster home or a family looking to foster to adopt him that's hyphenated so you you foster him and then if That works out well for everybody, then you adopt him. He's currently undergoing heartworm treatment, so he needs a loving home where he can take it easy as he recuperates. Cooper makes friends everywhere he goes, and he'll never turn down a chance to sneak a big wet doggy kiss on your cheek or settle in for a good snuggle session. Cooper would love to meet kids five and up, and any dogs in the home to see if he'll be a good fit for everyone. He's eight and a half years old, so he's a mellow guy. Cooper and lots of other medium and large dogs need foster homes for a few weeks or more. Fostering is free, and the SPCA of Texas provides everything you need to care for your foster pet. If you can open your heart and your home to a shelter pet, please sign up at spca.org slash Foster. Now this, I've not done this mention uh, mentioned before, and it's a wonderful opportunity for you. SPCA.org/foster. You'll make a real difference. You can help. Cooper is waiting to meet you at SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. To request an appointment to meet Cooper, they invite you to fill out the application at SPCA.org/foster. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Cooper has been neutered and microchipped and he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He'll be waiting for his new forever family or his foster family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. Adoptions are available by appointment. Adopters will need to submit an adoption inquiry form in order to begin the adoption process and to schedule an appointment to complete the adoption. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet, one word, and visit spca.org slash dogadopt, again one word, to inquire about a dog, or spca.org catadopt. Again, one word, to inquire about a cat. That's the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, Cooper. And I hope you'll consider foster adopting Cooper. Sponsored today by Baylor Scott & White Health, GetBetterTexas.com. We are real advocates of Baylor Scott & White Health. Our family has been served mightily by the professional, ultra-professional staff at Baylor Scott & White Health. They lead the way. And uh, so proud to be a a small... Uh, a cog in the, in the important messages of Baylor, Scott & White Health. Our daughter's life was saved there in 2005, and ever since we have been so beholden to their services. Now here is today's important message from Baylor, Scott & White Health. It's about a new app that lets you manage your health care your way so that you can keep yourself and your family in tip-top shape. It's called the My BSW Health app, and it helps you schedule appointments, Get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family. All on your schedule and from wherever you are. All you have to do is text the word BETTER to 88408 to download it on your iPhone or Android device. That's BETTER to 88408. Just another reason to do what the Sperry's have been doing for many, many years. Saying thanks to Baylor Scott & White Health. Text BETTER to 88408.
2: Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable localized help and those great Magnolia home paint products, come to us, we're the helpful hardware folks. And now,
1: back to Neil. Thank you, Carrie, very, very much. And we'll get our program underway. We have Rock in Dallas. Rock, this is Neil, good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Good to talk to
0: you. Thanks for your book. I use it all the time, and I get it as gifts for all my friends that come from other parts of the country. when they Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, My question is about hollies. I want to replace an area behind the pool that has crepe myrtles now that's just making a mess in the pool. And we wanted to put Savannah hollies up. And I can't find any good-sized ones now, but I'm coming across something like Eagleston hollies, and I want to know what the difference is.
1: Well, um, I'm going to put an asterisk on both of those and set them off to the left here a little ways, and I'll come back and and clean that uh, up because I don't, I don't know where you live in Dallas, but they are not really well suited, either one of them, to the alkaline black clay soil. Uh, Savannah hollies are uh, tighter, uh, smaller leafed hollies. Eagleston are a larger, taller growing hollies, um, larger leaves Um, they're beautiful plants they are hybrids of american hollies and uh, like the other hybrids of american hollies they tend to grow uh, larger they're beautiful plants and oh how i wish we could grow east palatka and eagleston and some of the others but uh, they are just not happy in the alkaline soils really unhappy in the alkaline soils i i can't i really can't recommend either one of those if I had to choose between the two and, and I was told I could only have one of them uh, and and I, that the only two hollies I could choose from, I would go with Savannah. But because I do see some Savannahs that at least last for 10 or 15 years, but uh, I, I don't I don't know why nurserymen are making such a big push on Eagleston knowing its uh, lineage. I would go with uh, uh, Oakland, if I were you, Oakland Hollies. They have the same shape. How tall do you need your plants to be?
0: Uh, we want to start them at least 10 feet. I was hoping they grow up to be 15 or 20 feet.
1: All right. Um, that would be an awfully old savanna to get that tall. Eagleston would grow yeah. that tall. You're, and how wide, how much room do you have?
0: We have about uh, 30 foot, and, but I want to fit it in a 20 foot span.
1: Well, Nellie R. Stevens would grow in that. Now, you are going to have the berries.
0: Enough. I'm finding are like, you know, seven or eight feet. Right now, the nurseries are out of so much.
1: Oh, I know they are. And, and, and with reason, those are the ones that survived like, uh, like, like rock stars, the, the cold. I have two Nellie R. Stevens hollies that are 16 feet tall at our home. Uh, I didn't particularly need them to be that tall, but I also didn't need to prune them. They're they're fine where they are, and I just let them grow. Uh, the the tallest one I could send you to look at, uh, unfortunately, they turned it into a tree, and it was just a beautiful Christmas tree, clear to the ground, before they did it. But uh, it's uh, out at the Addison City Hall. I used to say it's right behind Houston's restaurant on uh, on Beltline, but Houston's closed, and uh, so it's. Behind where Houston's used to be on Beltline, <laughs> but it's, well, I have uh, a couple. Uh, that thing's uh, twenty feet tall. The
0: house and I have Eggleston in front of the house. I, we put them in a year ago. It looks great, but now I got worried. Um, yeah. Will I have to amend the soil, add acid to it to keep those things going, or?
1: Well, uh, let me let me put it this way. I don't think you can add enough uh, iron and sulfur to keep any American holly going permanently. I, I wish I didn't have to say that but I would be doing a disservice to my listeners if I encourage people to plant those. The problem is our soil is so extremely alkaline, and let's say that we added the most acidic um, organic matter that we have available, and that would be sphagnum peat moss. Let's just say that we replaced all of the soil with sphagnum peat moss and grew them in that, in a peat bog, and and let's just say that we got uh, 30 bales of peat. So we had a great big mass of peat. Um, The problem with that is that it it decays over time, just like any organic matter does, like a compost pile does, and eventually it would be gone down to nothing, and the the, the hollies or whatever plant you try that with would be sitting in a pit, and you'd have to keep adding more peat, and and the roots wouldn't grow properly, and plus all that time the irrigation water that we would be adding to, to keep the plants properly watered is even more alkaline than the soil is and so we're defeating the purpose it's not a winning battle the only time that i recommend trying any of that is with small plants like azaleas and hydrangeas and even then we have an eight or ten year life expectancy and it's time to replace them but with big shrubs and small and and trees it's not not prudent to try to replace the things so that's that's why i try to discourage people from, from planting these things that are such, uh, iron hogs. That's the problem. They can't get enough iron.
0: Well, I appreciate all the honesty and all.
1: Yeah. Um, I love them. I love them. Some... We
0: got to take them out, but I don't yeah. know what to put in instead. And we kind of need a barrier with the neighbors. So.
1: Well, Nellie R. Stevens is your barrier. It is just great. Okay. And, and I know you already have a couple, but there's nothing wrong with that. If it's going to oh, no. do well for you, there's plenty of other places to use variety. Uh, if you're if you're desperate for a barrier, there it is. It's waiting. Uh, you, you, Thank
0: you, sir. I appreciate you, that. Yeah,
1: you may have to wait on it, but but they'll they're, they'll be available before long. Yeah, appreciate your call, Rock. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right, okay. all right. Uh, one of those plants that I mentioned, get my ed copy up here. Um, one of those Nellie R. Stevens that I mentioned is in my backyard, and I think it's in my book. Uh, when you're in a break where I have a second to to uh, look i'll see if i can find a photo of it uh, because i i think it's in one of the photos that i have in my book uh, that shows it to be uh, 16 or 18 feet tall neil spray's lone star gardening that's what this ad is about and if you would like to get a copy of the book the rock was mentioning i'd love to send it to you it could be your go-to gardening reference that was my goal when i started it uh, it has 840 of my best photographs that, that photo ought to be in there don't you think and it also has, um, It also has uh, 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts. The two that come to mind most are the 100 best annuals and 120 best perennials. Those are really uh, uh, involved charts. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. 11 chapters that cover all topics of outdoor gardening. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables. It's all there. Chapter 2 is a calendar, a 48-page text calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Now the book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I sell it from my office and I sell it from my website. You, uh, you need to call my office or go to my website to order it. I sign every copy as it sells. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you invest, including tax and postage, of course. 67,000 copies sold to date, not one request for a refund. Those are pretty good odds. It's only thirty-six ninety-five 95 plus tax and postage, and I'd be happy to sign one for you. I'll be signing tomorrow night. And the way you can order is at neilsperry.com or... Call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. But by far the better way is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Thank you, sir, very, very much. And uh, let me look at one other thing here. Um, If you want to see a Nellie R. Stevens holly uh, at full size, uh, mine in my backyard does show on page 98. It's the tallest uh, shrub in that, and that was taken uh, several years ago. That photo was probably six or seven years ago, and it uh, is taller now. But on the very next page, on page 100, that's the Addison city hall and that shows Nellie R Stevens before it was pruned up into, into a tree form. It goes clear to the ground and it is much taller than a two story building and, uh, and, and, uh, not columnar, but, but nicely trained upright. That is just a spectacular example. Oh, I love that. Anyway, that's a, that's a nice big shrub. So let me tell you about Arborological services. These, uh, folks are the best around anywhere they are the experts your trees deserve do you know what a shade tree is worth in your landscape it's worth thousands of dollars and uh, your trees deserve the best care you can find anywhere. How about a company that's been around for more than 40 years? That's Arborological Services. They have a dozen. International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, college degreed plant pathologists and horticulturists and foresters. That's the crew that goes out as foreman of those crews going out each day to look at the trees across North Texas. Three of their people have been selected as arborists of the the year for the state of Texas. Oh my goodness. That is an awesome thing to be able to say about a company. Three arbors of the year on staff and their tree climbing crews have taken Texas state tree climbing championships many, many times, including Miguel Paston is the current reigning champion, 11 time champion. Now they do everything from complete tree management and maintenance which is what they do on our trees at our home, to heroic takedown, heroic saving of trees. If anybody can save a tree that's in distress, Arborological Services can. If they can't, they'll tell you that ahead of time. They're not going to string you along. This is the company to call, 866-552-7267. A toll-free number is to make it easier with all these local area codes. Just one number does all even though they are strictly local to the Metroplex. 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com. Arborological Services. I'm Mark Siri from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help and great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now... Back to Neil. Thank you, Mark. Let's go to Kurt in Flower Mound. Kurt, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
3: Hey, good afternoon, Neil. Enjoyed your show for years. Thank you. Um, I've, I've got a, a 21-year-old lace bark elm, and I'm just calling to see if this is normal, but it's it's uh, late spring. It started cracking from the base all the way up its branches, little strips of cracks going up the tree all the way around, and now the bark is peeling off like at one to two foot uh, pieces so it's all just like curling up and curling over and the bark underneath looks completely different it's all smooth and brown and and it's still got a good canopy of leaves on top i'm just wondering if that's normal it's just
1: probably so yeah probably so So are the the cracks i'm sorry
3: it's the first time it's really done anything close to this. It's flaked off before, but I was right. wondering if the storms this this uh, winter had any effect on it. or
1: They, they may, may have. Are there are there any cracks that go into the wood of the trunk of the tree?
3: Um, not that I've noticed, but, I, you know, I've been afraid. I haven't wanted to peel any of the bark off. No, you
1: wouldn't need to. Um I don't know if you've noticed and looked at any of the oaks around town, but every once in a while you'll drive past an oak that is a live oak that's in in distress, and you'll see that there are cracks that you could probably stick your fingers in. I mean, they are significant cracks that certainly could um, uh, stick uh, um, a cell phone in. They're that wide. Oh, okay. And, And you're not seeing anything like that, correct?
3: No. No, I
1: haven't. All right, probably so. what you're seeing is just the normal exfoliation of the bark just on, on a, a faster pace. or uh, one thing that happens, one thing that happens normally, let's say we had not had the, the, the cold weather this year, the extreme cold weather. One thing that happens normally to all plants is that they will slough bark off. Um, As a tree trunk expands, bark is a dead tissue, and so it cannot expand. I always use the analogy of if you had a balloon and you inflated it about halfway and then dipped it down into a great big mud mud puddle and coated it in mud and then let the mud dry and tried to inflate the balloon some more, then the mud would just pop off. And that's essentially what happens to bark since it's a dead tissue. It can't expand anymore, and so it pops off. And that's what normally happens to a lace bark elm and crepe myrtles and sycamores and and some species of birch. Uh, they're they're notorious for having these sheets of bark that will come off, and and it's sometimes very pretty. And with lace bark elm, uh, that that gives a very unusual pattern to the to the bark. Uh, you're probably seeing because we had a very wet spring, uh, the the trees have grown and and they've. You know, the growth rings on a, on a tree trunk get bigger in wet years, and they're very, very close together in dry years. So that's what I'm saying. This, this tree has probably grown quickly, and so you're probably seeing more of that peeling than, than you normally would, irrespective of the, of the cold. I, I wouldn't be concerned unless you see cracks that actually penetrate into the wood of the trunk, and even then, if the canopy of the foliage is good, probably the tree, if there is a problem, and there probably isn't. The tree probably will heal. A lot of probably in, in there, and it sounds like a Southwest Airlines ad. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> well,
1: we were just concerned because we've never seen anything like it
3: before in 21 sure. years of having that tree. So. Well, nice if you're if you're if you're
1: at all concerned, it doesn't hurt to have an arborist look at it, a certified arborist. But I've, from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like anything that would send me dialing up a, an arborist right away.
3: Okay, great. Enjoy the show. Thank you All oh, right.
1: Much. Sorry, Sorry for the verbose answer, but I try to be oh, complete. no problem. All right. Have a it. good day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let me give you a uh, little bit of message here, and then we'll do our tiny garden tip. We have Joe in Dallas with a pre-emergent question about uh, mondograss. And so I'll try to help there. And we have two open lines. Hey, word is out. News is out. Breaking news. Two open lines, 888-787-KLIF. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. They are really helpful. They want you to come in. They want you to have a good experience. They will step out of their way to try to make sure that happens. That's why you're greeted when you come in the door. See if that doesn't happen when you go into your Ace hardware. You hear the voices of the Ace hardware like Mark Siria a few minutes ago and and a, a Carrie, earlier in the program, you'll hear their voices all through the program. They sponsor both hours of my program. And when you go into your local Ace Hardware, ask for the manager or the owner and, and say, hey, I heard, uh, I heard you sponsoring Neil's program this afternoon. Thank you for that. And I hope you'll do that. It doesn't hurt. You know, you might get a smile and smiles never hurt. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace Retailer to find a great deal on Cutter, Backyard Bug Control, Liquid Concentrate, Insect Killer. That takes at least two breaths to get through that whole sentence. 32 ounce for $9.99. Save an extra $3 off for Ace Rewards members and pay only $6.99. There's a limit of two on that, saving a sale price. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, and other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast and lasts all summer. It includes a quick flip hose end sprayer, which activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply it early before the insect populations are high. It covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. Goodbye mosquitoes, hello summertime. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods staffed by helpful, knowledgeable, friendly people. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks.
4: When you wake up. The crisis at the border. When you work.
1: Reopening our economy. When you
4: drive home.
2: This escalation of violence. <laughs> What's happening right now. All
4: day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. I keep myself as updated as possible. On real news and information
1: 570-KLIF-KLIF.com phrase e gardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email Thursday evenings just a little after 6 pm there always are five stories in e gardens I write most of them all but two each month so you have uh, five per week times I would just say uh, on average uh, maybe uh, four and a half uh, weeks a, a month so that's maybe 22 23 stories a month that I write and uh, Diane Sitton writes one. And uh, uh, also, uh, Stephen Shambly from uh, Longview writes one. And they're both wonderful writers, and people look forward to their stories. So, we'd love to have you sign up. It's free and always will be. And uh, you have to sign up for it at my website. Simple as that. Neil Sperry's Lone Star. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Neil Sperry's E Gardens. And. Uh, one of the things you'll always find in E Gardens will be a featured plant of the week. Another thing you'll always find is a featured question of the week, something that's come up time and time again, and you'll always see a uh, gardening this weekend things that need to be done in the ensuing several days. That's what eGardens is all about. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. You can also see it, so you'll know what you're getting. Neal Sperry's eGardens at nealsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on that eGardens tab. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Let's talk about some ways you can make your own pathways through your landscape. Maybe it's do-it-yourself concrete stepping stones. These could be concrete rounds that you buy at the hardware store or the nursery. You could also make your own out of forms that you build out of wood. You can recycle those forms many times. You could also use interlocking concrete stones. These have been in the North Texas marketplace 30 or 35, maybe 40 years. They install over beds of packed brick sand, and they're wonderful. Speaking of brick, you could actually use brick. You want to use hard-fired brick that won't deteriorate in contact with the soil. I have antique brick pavers for a walkway in our landscape, and it's beautiful. And you could also use pine bark mulch poured out as a pathway in your landscape. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone since we're talking about the pathways and walks and all of that sort of thing. Let's uh, let's talk just a little bit about Whiskey Stone. What a great place to get stone of all kinds. This is just a fun project, whatever it is that you're going to do. Let's just say that you're going to, uh, do a, uh, maybe river rock as an edging, a bed edging. You, you, you go to whiskey stone, you find river rock. That's just the right color that you like. These are rocks that have been tumbled in mountain rivers and, uh, you can buy whatever size you want, whatever color you want. And we'll just say that you get some that are uh, maybe bigger than grapefruit, smaller than bowling balls. And, um, uh, You sink those down in the soil about a third of the way and you have edging. You have a very natural looking edging. It's beautiful. Or maybe you don't want that. Maybe you use it as an alternative to a ground cover for a part of your landscape. You just don't want more mondo grass or more Asian jasmine. You want something with a coarser texture. And so you use the river rock for that. That's just one example. Maybe you need uh, some kind of a paving stone uh, that you can get, and you can actually get paved stone from whiskey stone and they'll show you how to how to install it or maybe you want some kind of flagstone or retaining wall stone or big landscape boulders or decorative gravel. They have everything twenty two acres of everything and you know something that doesn't take up space but that's pretty important to you is they have friendly people. Uh, to greet you when you go there and to help you. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South. Think of a map of Fort Worth and think of the southeast corner and they'll find whiz Stone right there. That's uh, 4501 East Loop 820 South. 817-429-0822 whiz-q.com. It's whiz Stone. It's a nonstop news cycle. Telling the
2: American people that if you're vaccinated, you must still wear a mask.
4: It's politics. mask is not a political statement.
2: Nancy Pelosi, you could kiss my mask. Governor Abbott says the order emphasizes that the path forward relies on personal responsibility rather than government mandates.
4: Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF.
1: Might add that uh, Whiskey Stone is open Monday through Saturday. Closed on Sundays. At dawn, I don't know. May I need to make sure you know that. So yeah, we washed all our masks up last night, just to just to take a, an alternative vision on things. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. Mueller Greenhouses. You think about Mueller as a, uh, roofing. You think of Mueller as uh, big, beautiful buildings and storage buildings. How About for greenhouses, homegrown goodness. Greenhouses, Mueller greenhouses. They've been been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses. Come in five sizes from six by nine all the way up to 12 by 21 feet. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk door and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-Mueller. 877-268-3553. 877 268 Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, 268 Because Mueller means more, Mueller means greenhouses. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware.
3: Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer
1: your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very much. Let's go right back to the phone lines. We go to Joe in Dallas. Joe, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
4: Yes, Neil. I really enjoyed your uh, discussion about all the Hollies. I'm a Holly man myself.
1: Well, good deal. (laughs)
4: Well, what I've got is I've got uh, a... backyard front yard side yard with uh the ground cover of uh of mondo grass and monkey grass and and i've had i've been working with some weeds for the last two or three years that i can't seem to get rid of but i've never put on pre-emergent and i can tell you i probably got every weed known to man and especially sedge
1: all right Uh, That's going to require a very specialized kind of uh, weed killer, and it won't be a Um, pre-emergent. Just for the record, I'm going to tell you that I use the names Mondo Grass and Monkey Grass interchangeably for the same plant. And um, I I kind of switched over 30 years ago to Mondo Grass. Um, And off-air, I'll I'll explain why sometime. (laughs) Okay. Um, But uh, anyway, the... uh, that is a, a a particular ground cover that is very grass-like, and about six or seven inches tall. I don't know which one you're growing. That that uh, I am growing
4: the Ophiopogon and the Liriope.
1: Okay, all right, that's good. And and I I just I I just <laughs> call uh, uh, Ophiopogon mondo grass and Liriope, which your pronunciation is just fine. Uh, is I just call it by its name by. Lariape and and mondo grass but anyway um i think with uh, nutsedge uh you can use uh i believe you can use uh, image you need to check the label and read it very carefully at one point it said that it could be used on liriope i believe I, I had this discussion with somebody about two weeks ago i think maybe on in in written conversations and i never got it looked up i was going to and i, I never followed through but I believe it—it it had uh, uh, Loryope. I believe was was cleared, okay. and which made me think. I wonder if uh, if Ophiopogon, if mondo grass, would also be cleared since they're closer related. Um, I would double check. That's a that's a horrible weed to get in it because they look so similar and yet they aren't. And the uh, nutsedge will outgrow um, well both of them, but especially the Ophiopogon. It'll it'll get taller faster and. And, and well,
4: it, it, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the sedge because it's got that little round green spiky ball on it.
1: Yeah, that's that's sedge.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately, how much of that
1: How much of your uh, ground cover bed is is uh, infested with that?
4: Just in the alleyway, I'm lucky.
1: Well, uh, and and <laughs> so give me a how many feet by how many feet?
4: And the alley would be, uh, you're looking at from the fence to the alley, you're looking at two feet. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 50 feet long.
1: So it's the whole place. Yeah. All right. Well, I think what I would do if I were you, you have time uh, yet this year to try Image. Image was uh, designed, Image has an odd history. It uh, was initially tried 30, 35 years ago. By American Cyanamid Corporation uh, may even be 40 years ago as a growth retardant for grass as I was told uh, in Austin and they found instead of using it as a growth retardant they they discovered hey look here it killed the sedge in the lawn okay. and it was introduced for that purpose instead uh, now I'm talking about the original image there are several uh, products that have been added into the image name since then you need to get the original image it's just for nutsedge but check that label and see if it doesn't list um, it may list both of them lariopy and ophiopogon uh, i think it had i think it had I, I keep going back and forth as which it had i think maybe it had ophiopogon now that i think about it and uh, and what i would do is try maybe five feet of it and see if you have any uh, ill effects it must okay. be applied twice. I'm talking about just for general edge control. I've had very good luck with image in my lawn. Right. Uh, it must be applied twice, 30 days apart, and both applications must fall between May 15 and September 15, which means you have two weeks to make your first application. It has to go down by August 15 in order for the second application to be made by September 15. Okay. So I would try a small area, see if you like the results, uh, it will take the second treatment to get rid of the nutsedge. Make sure it doesn't do damage to the ophiopogon. the The, the problem is that it has fleshy roots, also like like uh, nutsedge does. But I don't I don't know if it's going to take up the image. That's well, our there hope are
4: that, other a few other weeds that are in there mixed in with that also. Right. Well, and I think I
1: think any other weed you can address uh, some other way. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what other ones you have, but if they're broadleafed weeds, you can uh, use a wick applicator to wipe over them and and get rid of them fairly easily. Uh, I have, this is not intended to hurt your feelings. Just let me blurt it out and I'll just leave it out there for what it's worth. I probably have, oh, I'd say half to two thirds of an acre of Mondo grass as my go-to ground cover. And I don't, I think I spend uh, ten minutes a year taking weeds out of it. It is so uh, thick. I think that's your real clue now, not for nutsedge, but for the other weeds. If you can fertilize your your Ophiopogon, your your mondo grass, I believe it'll crowd out the other weeds.
4: Yeah, I've got some areas of Ophiop that that have no weeds. Other areas are a little bit skimpy, and there's a bunch of little tiny weeds I can't identify, and and, and i uh, would, a, would, a, would a general, uh, aside from the sedge, would there be a general pre-emergence you could put on on on, on the ophiopogon?
1: Yes, sir. You should be able to use um, you should be able to use a pre-emergence in it uh, without any ill effect. Um, any of the ones that are used in, in perennial gardens, for example, would work. Uh, preen, I think, would be would be okay. And I'm trying to come up with the one that I don't uh, talk about as much, but there there are others that uh, would would be uh, fine for it. I'm not sure, but what you could probably use the ones you use in turf grass,
4: well, not atrazine,
1: uh, but the others. Say it again.
4: Well, I went over to uh, Callaway's and they were showing me some stuff that was a pre-emergent that was in granular form, and I told them, well, I'm not going to get it right now. I got to check with Neil first.
1: well let me tell you i just as not as a blank check but they have texas certified and master certified nursery professionals their people are are well schooled and they are are especially well schooled on the products that they have because they have a a two-day symposium where they are given training by the by the manufacturers so i think you'll get good advice there um but uh, uh, anyway, I, th- I think the pre-emergence could work if it's an annual weed. That's the main thing. We need to identify them weed by weed and figure out what you have. Okay. I think you can do it. I think that I think a bag of fertilizer is going to be your best bet on the non-nutsedge weeds.
4: And, and then, as you've said, you want to you want to put the pre-emergent where you can, and then a couple of weeks later, put on your fertilization.
1: Uh, yeah, perhaps that's that. Sounds logical.
4: That's okay. yeah, I think right. I've heard you yeah. say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well Joe, okay, good Dale. luck with it. All right. Thank you.
1: Appreciate your call very much. Thank you, sir. Oh, all all right. right. To Lana in and Krugerville and Bonita in and, and Plano, I'm coming right to you. Stay with me, if you will, please. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. This is the product, the uh, book that you need to have. I think you'll find it will answer all of your questions. What I wanted was something that would reflect all of my career, everything I've written, everything I have said on the air. And I think it came pretty close. Uh, it is self-published, so I could finally have the book that I always wanted. I didn't have to go before committees and justify every word and every photograph and everything. I had a committee. I had a I had a graphic designer who had to fit 840 photos, and then she handed me back discs that had all the other photos. I said, Neil, I don't think we need these, and that was a lot. Uh, and Carolyn Skye is a wonderful editor and and. And she didn't let me get by with anything. She said, Neil, this is unclear. You need to rewrite this. All the way through the book, there were things like that. But somehow when Carolyn says it, I know that she has my best interest. And so I happily rewrote all of those things when she'd say that. The, the book, I think you'll find to be very clear and straightforward. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, every county. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter two is that 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden when things are likely to happen. 344 pages at those 840 photographs, a hardback printed in Texas, San Antonio, not overseas. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. Actually, to be candid, it's sitting in my garage, a lot of it a lot of copies. I sign every copy as it sells. I'll be signing tomorrow night. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll give you a full refund. 67,000 copies sold so far. No requests for a refund. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage and uh, that's, uh, that's a bargain. You think about what you get for thirty-six ninety-five, dollars and that's a bargain. So, I hope you'll order. There are two ways you can order. It's not in stores and not on Amazon, but it is on my website and you can call my office. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way, the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com.
2: Lens landscape lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens landscape lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to lenslighting.com. That's L E N T Z lighting.com.
1: Thank you, Pastor Tommy, very, very much. And uh, just a great guy. And we're going to talk birds with him in about an hour too, So that's kind of special. And I'm going to talk birds with you right now. Hummingbirds specifically, they are so much fun to watch. They fly through the air. They are acrobatic. They are athletic. They are mighty little warriors. They are so defensive of their territory and they are so much fun to watch. If you have a child or a grandchild, you need to have Hummingbird Feeders from Wild Birds Unlimited outside your windows because they really do uh, attract the, uh, the Hummingbirds. Wild Birds Unlimited has all the feeders, all the feeds and the seeds and all of the information. They have the enthusiasm. They have all the supplies and the accessories and the decor that you might want for birds in your landscape, they have bird baths. They have, they have, well, they have everything, and they really are great people. Now, there are three of their stores joined together to sponsor my radio broadcast, and I hope you'll, I hope you'll favor those three stores. In Dallas, the East store is at sixty-three thirty-three East Mockingbird Lane, and uh, that's Ron's store at the northwest corner of Abrams and uh, Mockingbird. In McKinney, Birdie's store is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado and just, just south of Tom Thumb. You know right where that store is. In fact, it's been voted the store of the year nationally, two years in a row. And in Dallas, the store that uh, David has is just west of the tollway, right beside Nicholson Hardy Nursery. That's at 5715 West Lover's Lane. Those are the three wild birds Uh, unlimited stores that sponsor my program go in and let them show you what all they have to bring people and nature together it's Wild Birds Unlimited I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas when you need reliable localized help for your outdoor grilling needs come to us we're the helpful hardware folks and now back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. Let's go back to our phone lines. We go to Krugerville. We have Lana. Lana, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
2: Hi. Good afternoon.
1: How can I help?
2: Well, um, I've already kind of begun to research this problem by going to your website. And um, this is the concern I have with some of our very large post oak trees you know they've probably been around for about 100 years or so. They look um look like it anyway. We have about 60 different trees on our on our property
4: and I want to, you
2: know, keep as many as I can. I know they don't last forever, but um so we're planting some some small ones, you know.
1: What and, what's happening? You know.
2: Well, we have um that there's a fermented smell coming from some of them, also that what looks like kind of a white, frothy um,
1: substance. This is coming out of out. cracks in the trunk or
2: mm-hmm. what? Um, yes, out of the trunk.
1: All right. And when did this begin?
2: Well, I noticed it on one of the trees last year around May. And then it kind of just went away. You know, the smell and the... Um, right.
1: And Dogs so, did you see it only on it one tree last year? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to have, Yeah. going to run out of time if I'm not careful. Uh, you yeah. saw it only on the one tree last year? Correct. And how many this year?
2: Um, this year, it's on the opposite side, far away from that tree, I had another one that had it. So, I didn't know right. if it's something that needed to. Yeah, which what that can be, Lana,
1: is that can be uh, that can be hypoxylon canker, uh, which is a uh, which is a fungus that moves into weakened post oaks. Post oaks can be weakened by drought, like 2011. We're pretty far away from uh, uh, from that uh, uh, episode, so that may or may not be involved. But anything that stresses a post oak can cause it to uh, have hypox to develop hy- hypoxylon canker. And then you get decay and you get pressure built up within the uh, internal tissues and it forces out sap and that sap is fermented. It it also can be uh, called bacterial wet wood. You probably, if you have an arborist that works with you on your trees, you ought to have him or her look at the trees. There isn't much you can do about it. Uh, You take the best care you can of your post oaks, which may mean no care just leave them on their own, but that's what it is, and and, uh, the cold may have contributed to it, but uh, anyway, that's all I have. I can't offer much, uh, but an arborist looking at the trees might be able to help you. That's the best I have. I really appreciate your waiting. Folks, we'll be back after the news.